Welcome to the Boss Life with Bond podcast, hosted by yours truly, Siobhan Bonnie Patterson. From struggling single mom working as a server to successful entrepreneur, master at manifestation, and your mindset mentor, I'm here to help you master your mindset, let go of limiting beliefs that have you settling for less, and help you step out of your comfort zone and into your highest, most evolved, and abundant version of yourself. Each episode is your personal dose of mindset and manifestation training to help you create a life where you're the boss. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What's up and welcome back to another episode of The Boss Life with Bonds. I am your host, Coach Bonnie, and today we are going into episode two or series two about self-mastery. And that is something that We all need at some point if we're ever going to reach the things that we set out to achieve, but most people have no intention, no strategy, or no even realization that self-mastery is a thing and that they can do it and that it's something they should probably be doing if they plan to make it to the next level of their life. And so what is self-mastery? You can define it by however you feel like defining it. But to me, when I think of self-mastery, I think of someone who is control of their thought, who is in control of their emotions and their responses. I remember when I first started getting really vocal on social media and it was right after, it was like in the beginning of the pandemic. So I had just quit my serving job. I quit January, 2020. That was my birthday present to myself in my Jesus year. So I was 33. And I remember someone saying, oh, you're turning 33. That's your Jesus year. And I'm like, that's the year he died. And then then I had to pull myself back to reality. I'm like, yeah, it was also the year that he was resurrected. So I fully embraced my Jesus year in 2020 and was like, I'm quitting my serving job that I've been, you know, wanting to get out of for years. I'm going full time in the gym as a coach. I'm going full time as a life coach and boom, and it happened. But a lot of self-mastery had to happen along the way. It wasn't like I just quit my job and then boom, like my business was booming. There was a lot of pain, a lot of growth, and I don't regret any of it, but I do want you guys to know that the way that you can create a life by design versus by default is by self-mastery. And what I mean by a life by design and not by default means I I talk to women a lot. I do a lot of consultation calls, a lot of strategy calls, discovery calls. I am working with other coaches to help them like get their business off the ground and running. I'm working with entrepreneurs to help them get their business off the ground and running. I talk to a wide variety of people. What's up, Catherine? And so what I've learned is that there are some people who truly believe that this is just it. The life that I have right now, that this is just it, that Even if I do make some kind of changes, it probably won't pay off in the end. And so the mindset and or the outlook that you have going forward into your life is going to determine whether you create a life by default or by design. I looked at my life and I realized I was not happy with where it was going. I felt unfulfilled. And I asked myself, if you were to die today or if you were to die in 30, 40, 50, 60 years and nothing changed about your life, would you die proud? Would you be happy? Would you feel like you left your mark on this planet? Do you feel like you fulfilled the purpose in which you were put here on this earth for? The answer was a resounding hail no. So I was like, all right then, let's get to work. 
And I don't think that a lot of people realize just how much power they have and their ability to change the course of their life. You don't necessarily need a lot of money. You don't necessarily need to know exactly what you want to do, because if you would have asked Bonnie in 2018 or 2019 what she wanted to do, I remember the resounding thought in my head was, I've got to figure out a way to brand Bonnie. Good morning. And I still, to this day, not to this day, but up until recently, still wasn't even sure how I could brand what I do. I know a lot about fitness. I know about nutrition. I know how the body works. I know how the mind works. I went to school for ministry. I went to school for all these things, but I wasn't quite sure how I was going to brand myself. And so I'm saying that because there are a lot of you that have gifts, that have callings, or that you know you're not supposed to be living the way that you are right now. And I'm not always just talking about entrepreneurs talking about anyone who's living a life that is less than what they deserve. You don't need insane amounts of money to take one step. For me, it was listening to podcasts like this. For me, it was getting so addicted to personal development and realizing that I could literally change my life by changing my mindset and changing how I respond to things. That was like revolutionary for me. And once I realized that, the ball just kept going and momentum picked up and then the rest is history. And so for today... We're going to talk about self-mastery and how that is the key to getting you to where you want to go. It's not all about like, yes, you can, you can have a vision board and you can, you can do dreams, you, you can manifest things, but here's the thing, you're only going to manifest what you focus on. And if you have not mastered your thought life, if you have not mastered your emotions, your thoughts and your emotions are going to drag you back down to a low place. And that, no matter how hard you try, is probably what you're going to be focused on. I meet a lot of people who have good intentions, but they don't follow through for themselves or they set these goals or I'm going to get out of this relationship by this time or I'm going to quit this job by this time or I'm going to do all these things by this time and they never do because they have a hard time mastering their thoughts and mastering their emotions. And I'm going to hit this from two different angles like I always do. I'm going to hit this from the fitness angle and I'm going to hit this from the life coaching angle. From the let me just define what inst- or what I mean by instant gratification and delayed that gratification. Number 1 Instant gratification is obviously like when you you can pull up to a, a drive through and you can get some fast food right away, no questions asked. You can go to a doctor and have them cut away all the excess fat that you either had a hard time losing or didn't want to stick it out to lose. You can, you can get that. You can make your body look any way you want by paying someone money and going there. You can go on social media and get a whole bunch of likes and and get those get those hits. You know, get that that addiction get that adrenaline, not adrenaline, you can get your fix from, from getting likes and going on social media. And so we are conditioned to want, to need, and to crave instant gratification. That is why it is so hard for people to stick to their workouts because they are not, they walk out and they're like, well, I didn't lose 30 pounds. This is some bullshit. Well, I ate well for a whole week, coach. Why haven't I lost weight? And it's so hard to get people to understand the concept of compound interest and how when you do stuff again and you do stuff again and you do stuff again, eventually over time, you're going to reap an insane harvest, but you won't ever get that harvest if you don't put in the reps and put in the work. But most of us are conditioned to to get instant gratification. I remember I had one client and she kind of like, after a month or two, she dropped off the face of the earth. That's always fun. Let me tell you guys something right now, real quick. If you're going to take that step in your life, and this is for your own mental health, if you're going to take that step and sign up for a coach or sign up for a program or sign up for something in the name of personal development, and you realize, hey, 
I am either not like, I'm not, this isn't working for me or I don't, I don't feel like I'm growing or this is an app. One of the ways that you can build some, some feelings of self-efficacy is to confront your problems and not hide from them. So instead of just like ghosting your coach when you're not hitting your workouts right or ghosting your coach when you realize, hey, this isn't really, you know, this isn't a good time, be the big boy, be the big girl and go face the things that you have created, confront them and handle them like a boss. You will, it'll be hard, but you'll feel so much better about yourself after you do it. And so then you'll also have some time to reflect and see what you would do differently and how to make different choices when choosing uh, different programs and coaches like that. I just wanted to plant that seed in there for you. Anywho, this young lady, I would talk to her about delaying gratification and she was like, what? And I'm like, delayed gratification. You know, like you don't have to have everything you want right now. And she's like, the concept was just like going through one ear and out the other. I might as well have just spouted out the Pythagorean theorem to her and asked her to repeat it back to me and show me how to solve it. Like she just was like, it didn't make any sense. And then when I realized the generation that she was raised in and realized the lifestyle that she had been in, there was no reason for her to ever have to delay her gratification. And so one of the things that I've noticed about people that either oh my gosh, I have to just eat those snacks. They're there. Oh my gosh, I have to just go out and and like whatever it is that you're having a hard time saying no to. It's because there's obviously willpowers in the question, but I want to look at it from a different angle. I don't want to look at it as you don't have a lot of willpower because you only have so much willpower. I've said this before, like take you can look at relationships for an example. Like I could tell my boyfriend, no, I don't want to to freaking, you know, do certain things tonight. I got to work. But if he keeps bothering me, I'm like, oh my gosh, fine. Let's go. Let's get it on. Whatever. Willpower doesn't last forever. And so if you're beating yourself up because you don't have an endless amount of willpower, this is your this is your permission slip to 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 let go of that concept, okay? The real reason, I believe, why people struggle with delaying their gratification and getting their needs met right now is because they're lacking in faith. I'm going to read you guys a couple of lines from a book I'm reading, should have been read this a long time ago, Think and Grow Rich. And it says, faith is a state of mind which can be induced by auto-suggestion. Faith is the only known antidote for failure. Faith is the external elixir which gives life, power, and action to the impulse of thought. Faith is the element that transforms the ordinary vibration of thought created by the finite mind of man into the spiritual equivalent. But I think the part that really got me the most is when it said faith is the only antidote to failure. Faith is the basis of all miracles and mysteries. And a lot of people, plainly put, don't have faith in themselves or in the system that they're using. Let me explain. If you're someone that is struggling with delaying gratification or you need instant gratification on your weight loss journey, and it is very hard for you to not eat uh, cake every night or not eat Snickers every day, that comes from a deep-rooted belief or a deep-rooted lack of faith that no matter what you do, it's not going to make a difference. So why even bother? If you're one of these, I've, and like I said, I do work with a lot of fitness coaches and online coaches and helping them get their business going because it was a struggle for your girl here. 
And I know what that struggle is like. And I just want to go in there and stand in the gap and let them know like it is possible, but it starts here. We could give you the best strategies, the best systems, but if your mindset isn't here, it doesn't matter. And so for people that are trying to build their businesses and they're noticing a lot of resistance, that's actually, sorry, my mind got sidetracked. Resistance is actually the module that my, my students are doing right now in the course, really big deal. Um, but when you're noticing that resistance, it's also coming from a place of you not believing that you can run this business. You don't believe that you'll be able to rise to the occasion. You don't believe in yourself. You don't believe that this is actually going to happen. And when you don't believe that your hard work is going to pay off, you're not going to sacrifice. You're not going to make sacrifices for it. And so I'm going to make this a quick podcast episode, and I'm just going to give you a couple of things that can help you if you are struggling with delaying gratification or impulse control. So the first thing that I do personally, this is what I do, and I've got a little bit more of a savage mindset that just kind of like cutthroat, like cut the bullshit, Bonnie, what's really going on? But then I'll give you guys some like practical steps. But here's the Bonnie savage mindset method. When I am struggling with impulse control for something, let's say... Um, like drinking a beer at night. I used to drink beer and wine nightly, like copious amounts, right? Um, or trying to think of something else that I have a hard time. Oh, shopping. Heaven forbid. Jesus. Shopping used to be my therapy. That's why I had so many financial issues. I never had any money for things that could change my life, but I always had money for Ross and shit I didn't need. Um, so one of the questions that I ask myself when I'm in Ross and I'm having a hard time like putting dresses back or when I'm in Walmart and I'm just compulsively buying stuff to make me feel better um, about my life, uh, the first thing, like when I'm going to put it back, I'm like, no, but I might use it for later. I'm like, hey, Bonnie, let's let's try this. If you don't get this thing right now, What's the worst thing that will happen to you? And then I have to get real with myself. I'm like, well, nothing. I'll just go to my car and go on. <gasps> ding, 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 ding. There you go, girl. Ain't shit gonna happen if you don't get this. It's not gonna make your life drastically better and it's not gonna make it any worse if you don't have it. So you'll be fine, right? And I'm like, I guess you have to say it like that. My other one I like to ask myself is, will you just die if you don't get this? Will you drop dead on the floor right now? And will your heart stop beating? Will your brain cease to function if you don't get this extra uh, dress that you need or whatever? And I'm like, actually, no. Um, well, what if it's not here when I get back? I'm like, then it wasn't your dress. Now, when I say like the savage mindset, it's almost like a spiritual mindset because it's it's accepting the fact that what's meant to be will be. So let's say it's a dress. For me, it usually is. Like when I was buying dresses for an event the other night, I grabbed four. I wanted all of them. And then I was like, Bonnie, you can get two. Well, what if they're not here when I get back? Then I guess it wasn't meant to be. Put two dresses back. Sometimes I have to parent myself. <laughs> in a way that I wasn't parented. And so that's actually a, a form of inner child healing too, because that's my inner child coming out. I want it all. I want it all. And then adult Bonnie has to come in like, I know you want it all, but you don't need them all. So the first thing I ask myself is what's the worst that could happen if I don't have this? What's the worst that could happen if I do what like, and then also the, will you die thing? What will happen if I don't get it? That one is super crucial for me because me thinking through the process of me walking out of the store without the dress. Sure, child Bonnie might have thrown a temper tantrum on the floor for not getting the dress. And, oh, you best believe I used to throw temper tantrums like that. I'm like, but you won't, will you? You'll walk out the store, you'll get in your car, you'll go home, and you'll forget about the dress. Just like that. Isn't that crazy? It's true. And so now I'll use a different example, um, more or less for like the... 
what's the word I'm looking for? For my for those of you that are on a weight loss journey. Speaking of which, I'm about to take a bite of my pot pie because I've had an untraditional breakfast this morning. Nutrients are nutrients. It doesn't matter if it's breakfast or lunch or dinner. Your body doesn't care. All right. So one of my clients, she has a candy addiction, if you will. And candy was her thing that we had to overcome together. Her husband would always bring her copious amounts of candy at the end of the day. I don't know what the hell he was doing. Did he hate her? No, he wanted to give her instant gratification. He also needed instant gratification. He needed to know that his wife was going to be happy when she saw him. So he would always be happy. He would always bring candy home for her, even if that was to the detriment of her health and body goals that she was working towards. And so let's say that's you. Or even I'm trying to think of something that I crave in my house because I really don't have cravings anymore because I practice this. I'm not saying I don't crave. Let's not be crazy, guys. I like food, too. But like the way that my body used to crave Sour Patch Kids, salt and vinegar chips, um, soda, um, anything like that. Through practice, you can actually decondition your brain to not crave the things or not need them the way that it used to. The only reason why you feel you need something is because, again, it comes back to the neural pathways, the highways and the dirt roads. You have created this pathway that is a highway to instant gratification. We go to it quickly. You have barely ever gone down the path of, well, what happens if I put it back and I don't partake in this right now? What's the worst that could happen? The more you do that with yourself, the easier it gets. And so when it comes to things like, Beer and wine. I used to, like I said, I used to drink every single night a lot. And when I was depressed, it was a minimum of one bottle of wine a night. Minimum. Shout out to Aldi's for $2 bottles of wine. But what I started noticing was, hey, you usually, like, first of all, I started drinking less and less. So I didn't really need it, but it had become a habit to drink that much. And so what I started to do to wean myself off was, okay, it's like nine o'clock at night and I know you're used to having wine before bed, but what will happen if you don't have wine before bed? What will happen if you just go to bed? Do you think that you'll wake up in the night like mad and come running to the kitchen and pour a glass of wine? Is that what's going to happen? What's the worst that can happen from me not having this wine? Will I not relax? I can think of a lot of other ways that you can relax, Bonnie. You can do some breath work. You can journal. You can have a cup of tea. You can make a cup of bedtime tea. There's so many other things that you could do besides grabbing that bottle of wine. So I had to ask myself, will you die if you don't have this wine tonight? No, I'm not going to die. What's the worst that could happen to you, Bonnie, if you don't drink wine before bed? Will you spontaneously combust? No. And so I know that seems really simple in nature, but sometimes just those pauses, and I teach my clients this all the time, just that simple pause, because the, the importance of the pause is that it is an interruption of your cycle, right? And so if you're trying to break a, this, this Mr. That's Life, but I love wine, I love wine too, but it got to the point where I needed to not drink as much wine because I'm trying to build muscles and muscles do not support muscular hypertrophy. And I'm trying to have some thick thighs and a beautiful butt. And I'd rather have the thick thighs and the beautiful butt than sit around drinking wine and empty calories. Boom. That's also why, how I got myself out of drinking so much wine every night. I was like, protein shake to grow the booty or wine that I'm just going to drink, probably not finish. It's making my teeth yellow. Like we can start doing the pros and cons things too, if you want to do that as well. So going back to, okay, what was the other one that I said? I did weight loss. I did the wine thing. 
for 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 coaches and entrepreneurs and people who need instant gratification like oh my gosh if i here's something that we have to do there's things that we have to do in our business so that it will grow and a lot of people have resistance to it because again it is a pathway and not a dirt uh, not a highway they haven't gone down that path a lot they've gone down the path of least resistance so much that it is now a highway and what i would ask what i what i ask myself is Will you die if you, you know, do the things in your business that you need to do today? If you message people, if you get to know people, if you make that post, a lot of coaches struggle with making a post. A lot of entrepreneurs have these great ideas and these great visions, but they struggle to, to show up as themselves on camera or on lives or on social media. You guys think some of us are just like out to get your money. We're just out to like not lose our, our cool and have an anxiety attack on live TV live Instagram TV where everybody can see us. And so sometimes what we'll do is we'll settle, settle for lesser things and we'll we'll get some instant gratification from other sources. I don't want to get into that because that's not what that's about today. But the topic of today is to have you, I want you to examine areas of your life where you are not delaying gratification for the greater good for yourself. When I first started off as a coach, I would watch Netflix at night and do my wine thing. I would go to the beach with my laptop and be like, oh, look at me. I work from anywhere. I had to have instant gratification. I would like, I just, and then one day I looked up and I was like, I'm not where I want to be. Like my business could actually be making more money. I could actually be helping more people. The fuck am I doing? So what did I do? I was like, all right, I'm taking Netflix. I'm canceling my Netflix. Kids log into grandma's Netflix. I'm not paying for Netflix anymore. I started delaying gratification. Instead of going to the beach every weekend because, oh, I need a me day. I'm like, you can go to the beach after you have done all the work in your business that you need to do. And so these are the practical steps that you can take to kind to, to, to work on building that delayed gratification muscle. Number one, start small. I started small with the Netflix. I was like, I'm not. At first it was no Netflix during the week. You can binge all weekend. I watch Netflix on the weekend now, if you guys are wondering, but I had to give myself some sort of boundaries. I'm like, you can't just whenever you're done working or whenever you got stressed out, plop down on the couch and watch TV because you work from home. You can do that for about maybe a, a couple weeks, maybe a couple months before you have no more income. You have to work on your business, Bonnie. So start small. No Netflix during the week. That was my boundary that I put for myself. What is something that you can do? to just, here's, here's the, 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 let's call it the pot of gold. Here's your pot of gold. And then here it, or sorry, here's your pot of gold. And here is you like, what can we do to, to make the gap bigger? Because what you get when you delay gratification is the time to strategize. You have time to reflect. You have time to be present and kind of notice like, oh snap, when I am mad, I impulsively go to chocolate. When I am sad, I impulsively go to smoke weed. One of the things that I, one of the, standards that I put for myself when I started smoking weed again was we're not going to smoke when we're mad. We're not going to drink when we're sad. You smoke or you drink as a form of celebration. So if I go smoke a joint now, it's because I finished working and had a good day. I know, I know some of you guys need it to work and like, you know, you need, need it to calm down, but high Bonnie can't work for shit. I can do physical labor. I used to wait tables high as fuck because it was like muscle memory, but creating content and coaching my clients, I can't do that shit high. Hell no. So if I'm going to, that's something that I do at the end of the day. Delayed gratification. If I'm upset, I don't go smoke and, and, and try to, to drown my pain and not deal with the problem. I'm like, okay, 
let's deal with this problem. And then if you still feel like you need to smoke to, to, to calm your nerves, cool. Same thing with wine. I, when people would have a bad day, oh girl, let's go get drinks. I'm like, no, that's not going to change. Not a God dang thing. If I'm upset, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to think about what went wrong. I'm going to try to strategize and I'm going to try to plan ahead so that we can approach these obstacles with a fresh, clear conscience. But when you are constantly having a pain and then numbing it, having a problem, then numbing it, doing this and then numbing it, you're not growing at all. Think of a kid. Think of yourself as a younger younger you. And let's say you got home from school and you didn't pass a test, you failed. And instead of taking time to go over how you failed the test or what went wrong, your parents are like, oh, Jimmy, have a seat. I made you a bowl of, 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 of I don't know, chicken noodle soup. And when you're done, you can have some chocolate cake. When you're done, we can go to the park and everything's all better, right? Do you grow from that situation? No. In fact, you'll probably keep failing or keep underachieving because you know that you're going to get a reward either way. <sighs> How many of you guys reward yourself for like you, you have a bad day and the only way that you know how to self-medicate is through pleasurable things like that. That is, I'm not saying that you can't satisfy your human needs and your impulses. I'm not saying I never do things that I enjoy, guys. I never want you guys to think that. Like I have, I almost said I have soda sometimes. No, the fuck I don't. Ew. But like I have a, I have a case of beer in there for when Bonnie wants to sit down and have a nice craft beer. I've got a wine bar. When I'm having, when I want to treat myself by the pool, I'll order some freaking food and act like a bad bitch at the pool ordering like takeout. Like I do fun things for myself, but I don't treat them like a, a, a means to not something like, oh, well, I, I, I don't want to do this. That's hard. So let me go do something that's fun instead. That's so fucking ass backwards. That's, that's something that a child does. And if you're getting frustrated with yourself for doing these things, I want you to take a moment and see the younger version of you, because that's who it is. We are always moving away from pain and trying to get closer to pleasure. But if you want to change your life, if you want to live a life by design and not by default, if you don't want to be these people that wakes up and is like, yeah, I'm in a loveless marriage, but whatever. Or yeah, I'm in a body that I'm not really proud of, but whatever. Or yeah, I'm at a job that I fucking hate, but at least I can go have drinks on the weekend. Like, dude, that's no way to fucking live. You deserve so much more than that. But one of the first steps that you're going to have to do is learn how to delay your gratification. And the only way that you're going to be able to delay gratification is if you have faith that this process will work. And I'm here to tell you that your mind, you can literally do anything that you want to. The only reason why you don't is because you stop because you don't have faith. And if you don't believe me, I want you to spend some time researching people who you may look up to. Maybe they're business owners. Maybe they're movie stars. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe you need to go listen to some of my stories. But I'm only saying this because literally when you start to focus on something, when you start to focus on what it is that you're trying to create, it makes it so much easier to be like, you know what? Yeah, I know that I really like, um, let me think of something that I had a hard time um, slowing down with. I quit eating McDonald's and Taco Bell a long time ago. Um, I don't know why. It just kind of like, I think I started eating nicer foods at nicer restaurants and I would, I would go eat uh, Taco Bell and be like, <laughs> the hell is that? I'll go have a real taco at a Mexican restaurant. The fuck? But anywho, I want you um, to understand that you actually do have more power than you believe in. And that's why I get on here Monday, Wednesday, Friday to try to speak that life into you, that you have the power to change things. And so the first tip was to smart start small. 
Start small with the little ways that you delay your gratification. Okay, I know that I like um, Jeremiah's ice and I know that I like to have it every single day, but maybe instead of getting it um, five days a week, I can get it four. Maybe instead of getting Jeremiah's after my workout, I can go to Planet Smoothie. Oh, you know what? That's a bad example. Their, their freaking smoothies have like 3,000 calories in it. Y'all don't even know. Y'all be sipping like, look at me, I'm healthy. And I'm like, oh, hell. <laughs> but start small. You don't have to go from, I don't eat any fat. You don't have to go from, I eat fast food every day to, I only eat fast food. Take it small. Take baby steps with it, okay? Um, make rules for yourself. Like how I made the rule. Like, yeah, I love to smoke weed. Yeah, I like beer and I like wine. But we are not going to drink or do any of those things until this is done. So setting little barriers for yourself. When I was weaning myself off of smoking cigarettes, I smoked, um, I think I switched to black and milds, which didn't really help, but they didn't smell as bad. And what I would tell myself is, okay, you can have your first black of the day when you've cleaned the house. Or you can have your first black of the day, and I shit you not, after you go do your workout session with Brenda at the gym. That was my coach at the time. Still smoking black amounts, didn't put these high ass standards on myself. Like, oh my God, you can't smoke anymore. No, I was like, all right, we're still smoking. We're trying to quit. You can have one after you work out. And so what that did was that delayed the gratification just a little bit, a little bit each time. And what I would find is that when I would get out of the gym, I didn't really want to hit the black amount anymore. I didn't really care. Like I, I may hit it. And then afterwards I was like, ah, it didn't happen at the same time that it used, usually did, which was first thing in the morning. And if you listen to the first video in the self-mastery series with my boy, Tyler, all you need is something to interrupt that cycle. And that cycle got interrupted simply by me delaying that gratification, being so used to being in the cycle of waking up, having coffee and having a black amount, but instead putting that rule for myself, no, we're not gonna have coffee and a black amount. We're gonna go straight to the gym and work out. And then if you still wanna smoke, you can, Putting little rules like that in your life for yourself is one of the many ways that you can delay gratification and help yourself get closer to the things that you want. The last thing, and this is pretty basic, and you guys know this one, is reminding yourself of the goals that you're trying to pursue. And I do this all of the time. When I when I want to go, like, there are days where I just, when I'm done in this chair with these freaking ring lights and computers and screens in my face all the time and typing and texting and calling and reading and writing and speaking, when I'm done with that, like, at the end of the day, my brain is kind of fried and I want to just, like, fall asleep on the couch <laughs> or I want to just, like, um, do anything. I just want to exist. I don't even want to do anything but exist at that point. And what I'll remind myself of is, oh, okay, well, I know how good it feels to just lay in this bed and do nothing. And then I'll look at my vision board and I'll look at the body goals that I have on there. I'm like, but that bad bitch right there, she does, she, she makes sure that she gets her protein in at the end of the day. That bad bitch right there, she makes sure that she gets her steps in. So I guess you're going to get up and get those steps in. For some of y'all, you're not there yet. And so I want you to practice the taking small steps and making rules. But after you started taking small steps and after you've made the rules for yourself and after you have decided that, yes, I can reach this goal if I continue on consistency, consistently, that's the faith part. After you've made it there, then you're going to want to circle back and remind yourself why you're doing it. I think that that was one of the biggest flaws in one of my clients when she wouldn't eat, um, when she was like, oh, I'm going back to chocolate. I'm going back to eating this and this every day. It's very hard for me to look in the eye, the thing that I'm working hardest for and just say, fuck it and just do that anyways. If that's where you are at, 
I think we're past practical uh, self-mastery and practical coaching. And I will say this all the time. If, if we're at that point, then like you don't need someone like me, like a coach. You may want to work with like a specialist that can help you get deeper into those inner workings or you're just being stubborn as fuck. That's the only two things. Okay. But when you're able to get a crystal clear vision of what you want, you'll be able to delay what you want most now for what you want most ultimately. When it was time for me to leave my abusive relationship, and I'll finish with this, it was very easy for me to stay with him because he would give me money or he would keep me high so that I wasn't always so upset. That's another reason why I didn't, that's why I put that boundary up for myself, that we don't get high when we're upset because when I would get upset, he would get me high and then I wouldn't get mad anymore. And then I wouldn't really remember why I wanted to leave. And I, and I would, I wouldn't be so worked up anymore and I would just settle. And so my brain associates getting high when things go bad with settling for the situation. And I don't want that for myself anymore. And so one of the ways that I was able to delay the gratification of let me get high right now or let me just take this money and go, you know, buy my kids something. At least, you know, I got a man that's taking care of me. I had to focus on what I wanted most. And what I wanted most was autonomy. What I wanted most was just to be fucking happy. What I wanted most was to not have to feel like I have to ask someone else for permission to breathe and function in my own house. And when I can look at how big that goal was for me, it made it a lot easier to delay gratification. It made it a lot easier to start saving instead of spending because I knew that I was saving to get out of that situation. So mom, dad, sister, brother, whoever is listening to this and you are struggling with delaying gratification, I want to challenge you to dream bigger. Because obviously whatever you're setting your eyes on is not big enough for you to input some of these things that I've talked about today. So that is the podcast for today. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. If you got some value from today's podcast, do me a favor and drop some fire emojis in the comments or leave your key takeaway in the comments for other people to see what they need to tune in and listen for. It's my birthday month. I turned 35 on Friday and I've been running a contest, a giveaway all month long. All you have to do is go to Spotify or go to iTunes and screenshot the podcast, post it to your story, tag me in it at Coach Bonds. And for extra brownie points, right? Write a review on Apple Podcasts. That would help me out so freaking much. Send me the screenshot of that because they don't tell me that ever happens. And you'll be entered for a chance to rent some Bonnie, uh, Bonnie apparel, <laughs> some mind and body apparel. If you've ever seen that cool black hoodie that I'm wearing with the girl that's like meditating and she's got a barbell in one hand and a heart in the other hand, that's my company motto, which means we balance mental toughness with grace, which means, yeah, we got to have a savage mindset, but you also need to learn to practice grace because that's what's going to make help you get to the finish. Line. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast today. Love you guys to the freaking moon and back, and I will see you Wednesday. Peace.